Hi, welcome to the Two Lads podcast from Daniel Sharman and Leggy Langdon's Two Lads. The Two Lads podcast is a place to come and listen to topics that you may not have heard men talk about so candidly and intimately before. It's no bullshit, it's straight to the point, it's raw and it's honest. And it's a conversation that we believe needs to be started. In a world of ongoing turmoil and constant change, come listen to the two lads in a deeply vulnerable conversation that is ongoing. It's not hard to point at something wrong about a person. You're like, I like that one, that one, but only be that. I don't like any of this other stuff. I want you to change all this other stuff. Hurt people hurt people. When you're in it, it feels like hell and it will last forever. The, the process of getting past a secure relationship with self is knowing that you can provide for yourself yeah. no matter what yeah. the consequences. This is the building blocks of you being a fucking man in the world or being a functioning adult. This takes time. If you think that you don't have the capacity for horror, then you're in trouble, mate. And if you can't see that you're worthy and you have love and you are loved, then you're in, then trouble. You're in trouble, mate. Hi, I'm Christian Leggy Langdon. Hi, everybody. My name is Daniel Sharman, and this is the Two Lads Podcast. Right. Okay, guys. So we're going to do it a little bit different this week due to logistics, travel commitments for Daniel, who is currently still over in South Africa in Cape Town working on a movie. So I'm going to do a little check in and then we're going to cut over to Daniel, who's sending over his check in separately and we're going to do a little bit of that before we get into the main segment of the episode which this week is part two of breakups so for my check-in this week i'm going to check in at a 7.5 i've had a interesting week been spending a lot of time alone and just trying to get good with myself again, get grounded and regroup after what's been a pretty wild few months of training and doing all sorts of stuff with two lads and working as the producer, finishing a record, doing another record and jumping into a bunch of different things. And then after Daniel leaving and kind of coming up for air and then the euphoria of having some time and space and then the realization of like what we're going to do next kind of thing so yeah and I think this past week I've been back at CrossFit which has been great physical exercise some sort of routine for me is paramount if I don't do it I start to go a little bit crazy so that's been great it's been interesting just kind of witnessing what was going on with comments in the Instagram page for two lads. Well, I guess, you know, they say don't look at the comments, right? Don't look at positive or negative comments, just do your thing. And I get why someone would advise that because 
like anything, like on the internet, you can choose what you want to hear and kind of not hear anything else. And I think criticism, negative criticism is always much easier to receive. Not easy to receive, but like you take it to heart more. Well, I do, let's say. And, you know, getting a compliment is nice, but there's something that I've always found hard about that as well. Like kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable to get positive comments, either in real life or in the internet. In the internet. But I think I just got a little bit lost in it because I think you set out to do something and be authentic, you know, that's kind of my MO and what I want to try and be as much as possible, being that I'm a human and that I am fundamentally flawed, right? And I'm going to make mistakes. And yet at the same time, I want to be authentic and be who I am in this moment and be okay with it. You know, and I I think that intent is paramount for things. It's very important. You can't control how someone's going to receive something, right? So one person's joke is another person's offense, for example. If as a byproduct of something that I say or an action that I do hurts someone, at that point, it's tricky because it's, you know, unless the intent was to hurt, it's not actually my responsibility how somebody receives something because people are going to receive it in so many different ways. It's literally like if you're standing in front of a person and you say something to them, they will respond according to their lens of life and conditions and how they see the world, their philosophy and their values. So if you make a statement to them, their response is going to be unique to them. If you pull that person aside and put another person in front of you, say the same statement, that person's response is going to be different. It's impossible to not hurt someone if you're breaking up with them or you're delivering some sort of bad news, it's a byproduct of the message. And it's a little tricky. We get into this situation where it's like no one can be hurt ever. And then you kind of get into this place of it's almost a prison because when you're thinking about things that might be new or different or not in the flow of the general consensus, you are risking offense or potential harm because it's like a new idea comes in or a new philosophy or a new concept and if everyone's going along with one way of doing it and then someone comes in and goes hey guys what about if we think about it in this way and everyone goes like whoa hang on what are you doing that's wrong no 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 we do it like this it's kind of like how would we ever change how would we ever try things differently and also there's not just one way of doing things it's multiple choice all the time and if you just live in a world where it's this is it and anything that's not that is evil or bad that's a brittle place to be for the person that's experiencing life in that way and also for anyone around them and that goes for all people all the time and so it's interesting to be doing a podcast and trying to talk as openly and as freely as possible and just from our truth and it's been really interesting to see and to hear and feel what it feels like to kind of have pushback on things and you know not everyone's going to agree and that's cool that's all good but it's also just fascinating to me 
how different people take what we're saying in different ways. But that's also the beauty of saying things, I guess. So it definitely affected me because I am also imperfect and a recovering codependent. And there's this weird expectation that I have in my life, which is always wanting to nail it. Or, you know, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it really well. And I'll do my best on something and then someone might not like it. And then all of a sudden it can really affect my world of like, well, hang on a minute. I thought that was great. And now this person's coming and saying, no, 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 no. Or I remember when I was married and or even in, in other relationships where I'm, you know, go to a movie and we'll watch the movie. We'll come out of the movie and... I'll be like, oh my God, that was the greatest film ever. It blew me away. Amazing. And my partner goes, really? I hated it. And like, when I was younger, that would just blow me out of the water because I'd be like, what? And it would freak me out because I'd be like, how can you hate it? How can I love this thing that you hate? And it would fuck with my whole kind of lens and perception of what's going on because in that case, someone's got to be wrong, right? I've needed that reflection of like, I'm doing this. It's good, right? You tell me you like it and then it's good. If you tell me you don't like it, now all of a sudden it's bad. And that's just exhausting because it means that I am a servant to the external world. And yet at the same time, we live in a world and I'm looking at the world and I'm in it. And like, what's the balance between not caring at all and like not having any compassion or empathy? And then caring so much that it completely rules how you see the world and changing opinions based on consensus. So it brings up a lot for me that and as it relates to me in this Two Lads podcast and how that's getting perceived. But ultimately, we have no control over it. And I believe that we are just chatting as two mates. We're not here to tell anyone what to do. We're just speaking from our own truth and our own experience and what we've gone through. Everybody's got suffering. You know, we all have it and it cannot be quantified. And I honor my own suffering equally with someone else's suffering, even if the conditions of that suffering were totally different. And it's ongoing and it's a minefield out there. We're trying to make sense of this world. I'm trying to make sense of this world. And I don't know, I'm appreciative of all of the support and I'm appreciative of the of the negative feedback too and trying to make sense of where I live in all of that and stand by what I say. And I think we're both doing that, Daniel and I, as we move forward. And I think that it's not going to be for everybody, this, what we're saying. And that's cool. And you are smart people. And you get to decide whether you enjoy it or you don't. And we're down for it all. So yeah, in reflection, that was kind of coming up for me this week. And Daniel and I have been talking a lot about what we're doing next and new episodes and what we want to do with Two Lads Big Picture and all these things. So that's exciting. I've got more work coming in in the music world as well, which is great. So a nice balance of both worlds happening right now. So anyway, that's my check-in, 7.5. I got a little bit of a stomachache. I'm not sure why. It's been happening for 24 hours, but I'm living through it. Let's hand over to Daniel now over in South Africa. And mate, what's your name? What's your number? And what's your check-in? Hello, mate. I am checking in today at an eight from South Africa. Last days of filming, which have been quite chaotic, but I think I did a pretty good job today. So one of those days where you're like, yeah, I think I, 
I got the work done that I wanted. It's been pretty lonely here, you know, table for one all the time here. But that's quite good. The character is quite solitary, so I guess in some, you know, ridiculous method way, I've kind of cut myself off from the rest of the the cast to, to get something that felt more like the character. Anyway, so I'm feeling good about that. South Africa's been amazing. Being able to see a bit of Africa while I've had my down days has been good. I'm missing home a bit, and also I feel like we've not quite kind of had the connection that we usually have and that's down to me working you know these days and the time difference and all that and that's a bit of a bummer yeah mate i mean i'm sitting in my hotel room having a having a look at the ceiling and being like right okay i've got to remember to keep remembering that this is great and i'm very happy and I feel that, I do feel that. I feel hopeful for the first time in a long time about the future and about just feeling like there's nothing to get here. There's nowhere that I need to be. And that's a nice feeling. I've done a lot of thinking about that as I've tabled for one minute and sat in restaurants on my own. But I'm looking forward to coming back and being back in my little community and being back with you, lad. And, yeah, I think you and I are learning a lot about the community that we're trying, or not even the community we're trying to make, but just, like, what we're trying to put out there. And that's been kind of interesting to navigate. And I know you've kind of been navigating that while I've been away, and I'm kind of looking forward to coming back and tackling a new direction and and our, our new kind of outlook on things. But, mate, miss you, and... Checking that eight and sending everyone loads of love from South Africa. Thanks for that check-in, lad. Appreciate it. And for everyone listening out there, let's get to the main segment of this episode, which is Breakups Part 2. So without further ado, let's get into it. It's just crazy to me that the feeling, I remember coming away, I was in London at the time, I was filming, and just, I would have done anything, man, to, you know, luckily I had you, I had another friend of mine who'd gone through a breakup, and we would be on the phone, and we'd just be fucking crying into the phone, and just... Will it ever end? Will it ever end? I swear to God, it doesn't feel like it will. No, no. It doesn't end. Once you realise it doesn't end, that's actually how you get okay. Yeah, except... The fire and pain, it doesn't destroy you. But yeah. what it does is it points you to a certain direction that you need to look at. I think it takes the pain, you take the pain back. You're like, take the power back. Taking the power back is owning your pain rather than you putting it on someone else, that they are the beacon of your pain. It's actually you. Once you go, I'm having that, I'm having the pain. Yeah, that's mine. That's mine. And now I get to choose. The pain. And I'm I get sh- to choose when to sit in it when and to, to understand it. it and when to go out and, and have a good time. It's always there, you know, until you process it. That's what I started to realize as I started to go through this healing was if I just take responsibility for all of it, right? Regardless, that means that I get to process it and empower myself through it. And then also, as anybody else comes into my life, I'm getting to go, 
I'm either green lighting this or I'm not. And if I green light it, I'm taking whatever comes of these decisions. If I say yes to you, then I go fully into it. It's different than going naively into something and just going like, because you basically have to trust. You, there is no other option for you if you want to move forward in your life. You have to just trust, but trusting with your eyes closed is different than consciously trusting and knowing what's at stake when we trust. That's empowering to me. That There was no trust in my last relationship because it was all trying to figure out what was going to happen, where it was going to go wrong, because we know it's going to go wrong. That was kind of the philosophy, especially on her end, where it was just like, it's too good for it to last. So now something has to be wrong with it. We're looking for the wrong thing. And dude, it's not hard to point at something wrong about a person. You know what I mean? That's why in the global sense, it's not hard to point at suffering and then put meaning to the suffering to justify an action. Like, oh, these people are starving and it's because of these people. Great. We just wrap that up with a nice bow. Right. Because Simpl- we, fl- simplify yeah, it to its We want to make sense parts. of things, but that's all about putting it on the outside, on the external. And it's like, you know, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. If we all did that, you've got a society of people loving their family. And then they're not in reaction. And then you're in a and space fucking, of like, yeah. yeah. It's simple. I mean, that's a lot of what we're trying to really promote, certainly in my friendships, I'm starting to see it, which is whenever someone comes to me with a problem or a thing, and and also like whenever I find myself in problem, I'm like, what is this actually for me? Or what is this for that person? What's the personal version of this? And that's usually the thing you don't really want to see and avoid. And especially in a breakup, the resources available for people are, you know, you watch any romantic comedy and it's so simplified to like and then another guy came in and or another woman came in and they were the answer and they were the thing that's true love that's true love and it's so pernicious because it's still a process of something else will come in and save you something will come in and make it okay and it's not you it's them and that that thinking is totally understandable by the way because for your childhood that totally exists you are in a total state of dependence yeah and therefore if you don't receive something you might die right the process of getting past a secure relationship with self is knowing that you can provide for yourself no matter what the consequences well you've hit the nail on the head there mate because that's basically what's happening in the present day adult relationship you've got two children operating if you're operating from your child's mind and so you're looking to the other to put you at ease to care for you at night all the things that your parent should have been doing when you were a kid or was doing or you're used to doing it it's just that you haven't healed that childhood stuff and graduated into becoming an adult and basically self-parenting yourself that's not a job requirement of your romantic partner it's like the less that they are needed to do, the better, right? Right, that's what, that's the goal. Yeah, because then you're not spreading them too thin. You're not expecting every aspect of your life to be taken care of by this one fucking person, you know? And if they get one of them wrong, they're out. Right. It's just too precarious. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy thing that we expect someone to do. I yeah. mean, I, I'm finding it right now being single is like, I'm realizing basic fucking care for myself yeah. 
is not doesn't come easily to me. Right. Getting grocery, like yeah. going to the play, getting these things. What I'm seeing is that breeds is the desire for someone to come and take that responsibility. Do it for you. So therefore, I will expect this person to do that. Yeah. Want this person to do that. And then also want them to help me with my anxiety or my neuroses yeah. or my fear of death or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to have sex with them. Yeah. Those th- things can't like, all exist because the pressure, as you say, is like getting somebody to a place where they can't fulfill all those yeah. things. And I realize this is my responsibility to do this. Totally. It's hard. You know, it sounds very childish, but. I've picked a life in which those things were all provided for me. Yeah, but also, man, it's actually these simple things that go under the radar, but they're actually the most profound. You see it on the global level of, like, you know, activism saving the world, and it's like you're missing the real simple things of, like, can you get you groceries? You cook like, for yourself. Can you make yourself a fucking meal? Yeah. You know what I mean? And be, And feel good about it? And, like, not just, like, slap it all together, but, like, make it, good for you like if you had a bird over and you're like all right fucking polish the plate a little bit yeah, and put clean a the, fucking balsamic on this clean the old uh, <laughs> you know, in the old apartment yeah, yeah. And it's like and then you're on your own you put a fucking slap a bunch of beans on the plate it's like no you make the dinner for yourself the way you would for another person because you deserve it these are seem like irrelevant but they're not this is the building blocks of you being a fucking man in the world or being a functioning adult you've got all these basics covered so that you can actually enter into a relationship with someone else on a higher level, in a more intimate spiritual level. You know, we're not dealing with just like the basics mm. here. Like, like we're, having your need, you know, your yeah, needs. Like, oh, I'll go out with you because you're really good at washing up. Right. You know, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. You know? How's your washing up skills? Yeah, like? what's your uh, washing up relationship? <laughs> it's, uh, it's just not, it's, you're selling yourself short. The other flip side of what you're saying is also that you can start resenting that person because they want more. You're giving them all this responsibility in one area of your life, let's say, that, that maybe you could be doing. And then that's going to that's gonna lead them to have more expectation of you. And then you go, hang on a minute, no, 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 I don't, I'm not willing to give you that. I just want it from you. And they're like, well, yeah. I, I was giving you this and therefore now I, I want and something. I want all of it. Yeah. yeah. It just gets murky, man. Yeah. You know, the thing that I've noticed, legs, which I've talked to a lot of men and I, I, I only refer to this cause I, I am a man and I feel like through the men's team stuff, I feel like I get a real perspective on this through the male lens here is I feel like some men get to a phase with this work and maybe women too, where you get so self-sufficient yeah, that then you don't it's want partnership. Fortress. Yeah, because yeah. then you're in a space where you're saying, well, I don't need anything met in any way. Yeah, And I know that's the fear. I actually think what you're saying to that was that you meet someone on a spiritual level. Yeah. And that sounds very wanky, but it's like... On spirit level. S- spirit level. They, yeah. they meet, you meet somebody in a space that is... A relief yeah. to both of you. Yeah. The relief is, oh, I don't have to fix this yeah, person. The laundry's done. The basics are covered. Yeah. And we can just connect. We can connect. Yeah. Yeah. There's no expectation on the kind of practicalities of life and the fears of being alone or fucking paying your bills and all that shit. Yeah. You've already dialed all that. Your space with this person is on a more profound level. It's. But you and I built up this over time. And oh, yeah. also, we built up a knowledge of 
that the support network has to be really good yeah. outside of the relationship. Massive and safe and a support system that's non-judgmental of you that can just hold it, right? I think we've gotten that from the men, you know? I think we've retreated to the men in some ways at this time. You know, it's it was, it was synchronicity for us to meet at this time in our life where we both were going through these experiences and we went to the men. And it's safe for us to do that right now. I think, you know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense why women would do that and go to the women. Yeah. You know, like you just gotten hurt by a man. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense to go to regroup in the village to yeah. go to the women. So for us to go to the men has been a beautiful experience for me to feel the sanctity and safety and strength of men mm. in that space. Which doesn't often... I've said this to you before, but I remember going through this and looking online for resources for men in this space. There's not a lot of stuff around no, it. Not at all. And also it's a bit taboo to say it for some reason. Yeah, it's a bit taboo to well, say... What do you I mean, was, men? Yeah. What are you doing over there? Yeah, what's, what's going what's on? What's going on? What's all there? those lads doing all together? Yeah. Like, that can't be good if you've got a bunch of men together. That's, you're asking for trouble. It's bollocks, man. I've seen more intimacy and vulnerability in the, the 10 men that are in our group team than I've than I've seen in my life quite honestly you know the shit that we've built up over time again this is shit that's over time it takes yeah, it a takes minute time. you can't just walk into a room and be like completely in this yeah. safe space and vulnerability but that's the thing about the breakup right is to know that this takes time that when you're in it it feels like hell and it will last forever but there's building blocks that get built over time and they re-kind of program your brain to feel much more supported. So that this break can either be a really amazing opportunity in which you begin a process where you build those blocks, or you can just go back and do the, the yeah. pattern. You are going to have to deal with it yeah. at some point. That's the thing. You can't go around it, right? Yeah. So the pain might be just too much. And you know, go, you know what? <clears throat> Fuck this. Fuck this. I, I can't deal with it. Give me the pill. Give me the, let me press the button, I'm yeah. out, right? And yeah. we've all done that. We've all been there, you know? I've done it all throughout my life. I did it when I was getting divorced, basically. I ran into the opposite. I went to go, oh, this person's going to answer all the questions for me. And initially they do. And then all the other stuff comes up and you go, no, 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 no. I just want you to be this. Yeah. It's like five of your girlfriend, right, are on this carousel. And one of them you love right? And it's going round. And so every five of these versions of your girlfriend, you love her. And then the rest of them you don't want. And so right. it's just revolving all the time. And you're like, I like that one, that one, but only be that. I don't like any of this other stuff. I want you to change all this other stuff. And in vice versa, I think that that was the perception of me. I love this bit of you, but all these other things I cannot accept. Ultimately, I've kind of realized why you would stay in something, mm. you know, because you go, well, that one's so good. Mm. It's everything. It's like what I think I want, but all these other things I can't deal with, but I'm going to just put up with all the shit to have that one thing. And again, that's just when you're someone that doesn't feel confident in yourself, in the sanctity and safety of your own self and company. your own, yeah, your own company, you not you're going to compromise too much you know everyone's compromising i compromised she compromised you know hurt people hurt people right you know the old saying and it's true man
what do they call those fucking things with the on the round table? What? No, the horses on the. No, they're not. They're not real horses. Merry-go-round. All right, okay. It's like a merry-go-round with like the, the carousel. Carousel. That's right. Oh, I need a cheeseburger. Okay, so listen up, lads. I just recently received my lawnmower from Manscaped, and wow, this trimmer's insane. And dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. That's right. I said it. Manscaped's fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology trademark. And on top of that, it's got a travel lock and a light so that you can laser in on those precious parts. Oh, and did I mention the trimmer's waterproof too? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 2LADS at manscaped.com. That's the number two lads at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 2LADS at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this year. Treat them with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. I think what you were saying earlier is like, the more work you do, the more you feel like you don't need another person, right? Like, what's the point of being in a relationship? If you've got it all dialed, why would you even want a relationship? I would say this, I agree right now. I think it's a journey. I think you go from one extreme to another and you, this is all like life is about going in through the, the pendulum, right? For a person that's never had boundaries, that's never had a sense of self, then you're going into this person that's like getting that sense of self. Yeah, boundaries. Why so, would you want to give that up? And, right. and I think that you just have to trust that that's a process and a period of your life. Sure. And, and at some point you let go of that and you come yeah. back around. Well, then you choose it, right? Yeah. It becomes choice yeah. around Because what... you trust your decisions. Right. You say, you know what? I like this girl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let her in. Because ultimately, in order to love, you have to risk getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You can't do it any other way. You have to be open to receive. You have to know that you can be open and accept love and know that you are going to survive it if that goes away. If the pain comes again, you've been through it. You've got a reference point. It's if you've never had a reference point, why would you want to give it up? No, you can't. It's like, there are going to be people who listen to this. There are going to be people who listen to whatever people, you know, when people were giving me advice where I was like, this doesn't apply to me. Yeah. It's still have like friends who break up and I go, I'm saying this. I know you're not listening to me right yeah, now. Yeah. And I that's think, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the best advice you could give someone now is actually to be like, yeah, you should be feeling pain and you're okay. Just actually feel it more. Whatever you're feeling, feel it more. Like what? Oh, that's a weird, what you want about feel it more. Don't fucking sell someone out. If someone's coming to you and like, or if you're currently going through this and you're just like, terrified and the person's left you and you don't know what to do don't do anything don't do anything just fucking sit there because even if you just sit there and feel it an hour goes by two hours whatever it is don't do anything at some point the fear will subside momentarily for a bit and it's those moments where you get to see the other side of it that is how i experience i remember being in the back of a car yeah Every day going to set or like going to work and it came in waves, these waves of like, 
can't live. I can't survive. Like anxiety. It was like my heart was going through my fucking chest and it would be these way hour long waves. And then suddenly for an hour, I'd feel totally fine. Yeah. And then it came back up again and it felt, it was like, yeah. I couldn't understand how anybody wasn't talking about this because I had never experienced anything like it. And I don't know if it helps to know that other people are going through it, but the feeling of just being like, this is coming on in a wave that I don't understand what this is doing to my body. Yeah. And it would go on for months and months <laughs> and months. And I had a sponsor who was like, if you masturbate, you start again. And I was just like, I can't take this pain. So explain that then. Explain the philosophy behind... I mean, because I think it's great that you did your way of doing it slightly different than mine, but ultimately it's around feeling, right? Allowing yourself to feel the pain yeah. and don't relieve yourself, yeah. quite literally. Really, yeah. And so what's that about in terms of... The point is, is your relationship to love and sex is skewed in some way because it is giving you the endorphins of not feeling your feelings. You know, some people spend lots of time you know, wanking to porn or yeah. getting into a relationship that's sex heavy and accepting all the other shit that comes with it. Yeah. So if you that. take it away, then it comes to the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Number one, my version of this was you're not allowed to intrigue with anybody. You know, you're not allowed to look at a woman. You're not allowed to masturbate. All of this was part of it because I realized how much of my life revolved around getting endorphins from that. My whole life was skewed towards that. Right. Everything that in my life was skewed towards sexual intrigue. Right. And so... And what was that doing for you? Why was it focused in that way, specifically? Because, because I had come to a place of saying, wow, what an insane amount of power that I can wield right. if I lead from this place. Right, right. So every relationship that I had was, you know, with a woman was like had sexual intrigue in it. Right. Or, the conquering of it? Is it like a conquering yeah, thing? Yeah, it was a conquering, but it was also like, I wasn't aware of the effect of that on anybody else. The masturbating was, can you deal with the pressure? Mm -hmm. And look, after 34 days or whatever, you go through a thing or you don't want it, then it comes back up at like 60 days. And then at like 90 days, suddenly you're just like, you get to know your body in a way that's yeah. very interesting because suddenly your sexuality kind of can get shut down in some way. You focus yeah. on things differently. I was going to say, like, because I struggle with shame yeah. and sexuality, right? And, like, being sexual and then the shame around my desires and what I like and, and like, yeah. asking for what I like and all that stuff's very, like, hard for me to do. Yeah. A, do you struggle with that? And B, does it fuck with it when you're basically making this act which is masturbating you're saying don't do that that's is it seen as bad is it is it yeah. bad to masturbate and therefore doesn't that fuck with the shame thing yeah that's a big reason why like i i my personal relationship with it became around shame i listen like i got to a certain amount of days and then i slipped and then i had to go back to the beginning and that included answering a load of slip questions so you had to like go through the thing and this person became my version of structure. Right. So it wasn't it was healthy. Was a yeah, sponsor, right? a sponsor. Like it wasn't a healthy thing because it became, I'm not right. And if I can do this right, then I will get the reward of being enlightened or whatever. There was a whole thing around that. Yeah. 
recently I've seen if you come at it from a different angle, yeah. there's, you can get different things out of it. For me, there's parts of it that do feel like they tap into almost like a religious shame yeah. that I'm not entirely on board with because sure. sexuality should be a part of your life force. It's like breathing. It's like breathing. And what do we do with that? If it's coming up for you, you're feeling sexual, but then there's a shame attached to it. Right. You know? And then you, you know, throw it down to the shadow. If you can get out of, it's still in the reaction to wanting approval. Yeah. It's just a stopgap. For me, it was a stopping of like, slowing, I don't, it, slowing it down, slowing it down mm. and getting to a point where now I look at it and I go, what do I choose to do here? Also, it was nice to know that I could choose yeah. going months without masturbating or and now I'm, it doesn't hold, I used to kind of like. So you were a slave to it then, but. Yeah, like it wasn't, it was just like, I thought of it as something that you have to do every day. Okay. Either have sex or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And you could go certain days without doing it. Yeah. Realize you can. Yeah, yeah. And then you can choose to do it. Right. So that you're not getting into relationships that are about sexual pleasure and you can walk away. Yeah from the approval but even the act of going into a program for it was about approval you know because in some way i did it to prove it to somebody yeah 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 you look know, what I, i'm doing look what i'm doing to make yeah. myself safe i know i've so done that too it's hard it's you know it's it because well, that's you just all you're, you're doing everything you possibly can to get the green light yeah <laughs> You know, you're a good person. You're good. <laughs> you, hey, listen, we see what you're doing over there, and we're giving you the green light of approval. You are a-okay. Oh, yes. Right. I survived another day. Right. And it's like, fuck that. We don't need any of it. That's the end game of this is, hang on a minute, we get to choose it. We, as an individual, decide what we live by. We collect the data we listen to our bodies, we listen to our feelings and we learn how to derive the messages from all of that and we create our moral code, our value systems and all that from however you would derive that. But ultimately, it's our responsibility and we sign off on it. And that's fucking freedom, man. And then someone could call you a cunt or call you your degrading... Conscious cunt. Conscious cunt, mate. Yeah. Well, that's a great thing to be called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're a conscious cunt, that's the whole point. You're choosing it. If you say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, am. I am a cunt, yeah. actually. I'm fucking going to be a cunt right now. And that's what I'm signing off on. Yeah, that is a big... I remember getting into a, a relationship after that and that relationship breaking down and saying, look, I can't do this. And this person was like, I think you're a sociopath. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point with that because I was that was the worst thing anyone could call me because I was, you know, was yeah. so fearful of being not accepted. Yeah, yeah. But I got to a point where I went, even if I am, yeah, that's okay. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to get to that yeah. point. Yeah. Like, even if I'm the worst thing that people accuse me of. Yeah. And that is through breaking up, you yeah. know. Isn't there like breaking up with your own bullshit or something? Like right. there's a book or something okay. about that. But that's what happens. You break up with so much more than just the person, yeah. you know, if you choose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're it, breaking up from a big society. Yeah, you're, thing. you're basically saying, fuck off all of it. Because when you really come down to it all, it's all bollocks. <laughs> it's and, all and bollocks. I mean that in the most sincerest way is that we're trying to like figure out how to live in this world and like make sense of it and like 
we have got feelings and urges and desires and fucking goals and dreams and, and all these things as humans, right? And we get delivered these cards, our set of cards. The dealer gives us the cards when we're born in, into the families that we're in. And that sets up who we are. It's the combination of that nature and nurture, right? And then we're off out into the world and then life starts, right? And you basically then just start collecting all these experiences and ultimately you're the constant in the experience. Everybody else is just coming in and out of your life, right? But you're there all the time. And so that's all you can do. All you can do is look at you and what you're doing and you either, you just sign off on it all, basically. Like, dude, we're all fucking nuts. All of us. All of us are completely insane and we're all fucking beautiful. We've got the full spectrum of the capacity for great love and great horror, right? And if you think that you don't have the capacity for horror, then you're in trouble, mate. And if you can't see that you're worthy and you have love and you are loved, then you're in, then trouble. You're in trouble, mate. It's the full spectrum. And if you're dealing with a person that sees and understands the capacity for all of that, I really don't think you could ask for any more than that. Just that's the surrender of like, I'm fucking nuts, you're nuts, say whatever you want. Like, say what's in your heart right now, and let's think about that, rather than judge it. It's this, the removal of judgment and just the acceptance of the flawed nature of humanity. Would It goes so far, man. I basically now find myself, will always try my fucking hardest to go, like I've said this to you before, like, I'm not shocked anymore by anything. Nothing shocks me no matter how horrific it is or how amazing it is, it's just like, oh yeah, oh, there were, there were 17 babies found murdered under the house. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, we'll cut this out. <laughs> oh, hang on. Oh, they've gone off here. Oh, God. Whatever. I'm just trying to give an example of like... <laughs> That's a good example. Dude, we see very... this shit all the time. It's like some crazy murder yeah, story so that happened like in Norway. The worst thing you could ever see yeah. is it happened. A, a, a fucking 55-year-old man was like having a family with children for 25 years under a house in Norway. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and it happens, man. It's not to say, yeah, crazy, right. crazy yeah. sex fucking murder going cool. It's actually, but fuck humans, absolutely nuts. Mm. And like, this is the extremities of where we go when I believe it's like our basic needs aren't being met and stuff in childhood. It is important to trace someone's history. It is to understand what happened in their life to skew them into wherever they went. And to me, it's fascinating. I still believe in accountability big time. Self-responsibility, of course, but also people, we have law and order and all this shit in the society to make people accountable for the things that, you know, we've decided are not cool, like murder or whatever. But as it comes down to relationships and breakups and getting in relationships, it's just like the more you know about who you are, full spectrum, the more you accept yourself, full spectrum, you know, if the removal of shame and guilt, I think to me is a winning solution. Removal of shame and guilt, but still have accountability. It's like, I'm going to say, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That I fucked up there. That was me projecting onto you in that moment. Mm. I needed a minute. Took me 20 minutes to realize this or an hour. But yeah, I shouldn't have said that. And I was, I'm sorry. That's part of accountability. It's also 
easier to find that when you don't have shame and guilt. Right. You're less likely to run away or to react in a way that isn't seeing. Yeah. Because your your body's in a, a reactive state, which we know means that you can't see anything very yeah. clearly. Yeah. If you think you're a horrible person underneath in shame, unconsciously horrible, you're putting that on your partner. You're basically, that's what I think was happening with me a lot of the time. She had a lot of shame around a lot of things to do with sexuality and all this kind of stuff, which was prominent in our relationship, but a very sexual relationship, which was amazing. And I thought awesome initially, but then it became horrible because there's all this story and shame attached. Anyway, I mean, look, we could go on, but we're going to just wrap this up for now and we will continue the fight and the story and the exploration of, of, of relationships and breakups and all these things. But I think for now, let's leave it there, right? Should we just leave it there? What do you think? Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Two Lads podcast. This conversation is ongoing and it involves all of us together, so we'd love to hear from you. Let us know if there's a subject that you'd like us to talk about and let us know what you think about the conversation so far. The Two Lads podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. So please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the latest episode and give us a five-star review, tell your friends about us. All that stuff really helps us a lot. We really appreciate it. Sending you all love. Until the next time. Yes, lad. Yes, lad.